God is going to use you in more ways than you realize. He is going to use you to help somebody because he paid the ultimate price for us. So we have no right to grieve and complain and mourn. And when we lose something, he sacrificed everything. You're listening to Marketplace Ministry, a podcast for Christian entrepreneurs that looks at business through a biblical lens. Your business is a calling, and when you do it according to God's principles, it is an act of worship and brings glory and honor to Him. Let's get into the show. This is Marketplace Ministry, where we examine business through a biblical lens. My name is Jason Smith. Hello, hello, everyone. It's Justin Jeffcoat, and man, I am excited for today. All this season, we've been talking about the leadership lessons mm-hmm. of Jesus, and today we are going to finish our discussion on that with Mission Accomplished. Accomplished. Now, there's many more lessons that we could extract from the Bible about Jesus's leadership mm-hmm. and how we could be leaders just like him. But I feel led of the Holy Ghost to finish our discussion here because yesterday was Easter Sunday. And I just want to remind you that he is risen. And how did he get there? It's because he fulfilled the mission and call that God had on his life. Um, Just preparing for some episodes of the Good News Daily. I've been doing some reading leading up to uh, Easter and and what happened in in Jesus's last week here on the earth. And some of the things that really stuck out to me is, you know, when he went to the garden, they had to cross over the Brook Kidron. And the Brook Kidron served as a drainage system for the sanctuary. Yeah. So they would take the lambs, the sacrificial lambs, up into the sanctuary. They'd slaughter them on the altar. And the blood would spill down and it would drain into the Kidron Brook. Mm -hmm. And when it did, the water would run red. So as Jesus and his disciples are crossing over this brook, they're going to see that blood. And it's going to be a reminder to Jesus about what's about to take place in his life. If you go all the way back to the beginning, when Passover was established, you know, they had to slaughter the lambs and take the blood and put it on the doorposts so that it was a sign to the angel of the Lord that when they were coming through Egypt to kill the firstborn, that, that he would see that blood and he would pass yeah. over that house, hence Passover, and he would pass over that house and those families that had the blood would be protected. But it's very interesting, it's very specific how God detailed what kind of lamb that they needed to use. It needed to be one that had no spot or no wrinkle. Ooh. Right. There's no blemish on these lambs. They had to be without defect. Right. And Jesus, as he goes into the Garden of Gethsemane, he is about to become the Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. Now, how could he do that? He is doing this because it's something we couldn't do for ourselves. We were commanded to sacrifice animals to atone for our sins. But Jesus came a man without sin. How is that even possible? Well, it's possible because he was raised up in the things of God. It's possible because he came from God. I'm not saying, a lot of you might be thinking, well, how is it even possible that a man cannot sin? Because we're born into sin, right? Every one of us is born into sin. And there's things that we have done that we're not proud of. And there's things that we've missed the mark on. Mm-hmm. 
But how can you say that this one man didn't sin? I can say it because that's what the Bible says. Yes. What strikes me is without sin means essentially that he's without spot or wrinkle, that he has no blemish. And so Jesus can walk into the garden and he can become the sacrificial lamb that God had prescribed for the atonement of sins. He can do that because he has absolutely no sin in his life yeah. whatsoever. Now, Jesus was tempted. We know that. We know that when the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, led him up out into the wilderness to launch him into ministry, we know that he was tempted by the devil. Mm-hmm. So, The Bible is not saying that you're not going to be tempted. We've all been tempted in life. Temptation is not a sin. Temptation is something we all face. Jesus even faced it. The difference is he didn't act upon the temptation. And because he didn't act upon the temptation, he lived his life without sin. Therefore, he was in the right position to be able to become the sacrificial lamb of God without spot or wrinkle. And so as we know, this was his mission. He was coming to earth to do something that we couldn't do for ourselves. He came to die on the cross for our sins. And I think this is really interesting, Justin. When he went into the garden to pray, Judas comes with a detachment of troops. Do you know how many people are in a detachment of troops from the Romans? How many? About 250 to 500 soldiers went with Judas to the garden for one man. Wow. For one man. The Romans thought they were going to find a vagrant, run-of-the-mill peasant. But when they walked (laughs) into the garden, they saw Jesus adorned in his splendor as a leader, as a rabbi. They saw him as a leader. And Jesus said to them, who are you here looking for? Who are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am. The minute he said, I am, the power of God hit the soldiers that they fell down backwards. Now, we've been in a revival service yeah, we two have. weeks ago. We were in this revival service where people were coming up to the altar and pastor was laying hands on them and they were falling back. So if you've ever had the power of God hit you, you know what this looked like. All of these soldiers, like the ones in the front row, they got hit by the power of God and then like dominoes, all of them <laughs> fell backwards, man. And we're actually getting ready to have our second one coming up. So. Yes, this week. This week. This week because of the because of Easter and all of what's going on and God is just, the church is in revival. There is a hunger in the church. Not just our church. I'm talking about the body of Christ. There is a hunger for the things of God like there has never been before. No, like, and you see more people coming that don't even know where they're, they're coming to. They just know that there there's something going on in this church and it's the revival. It's the fire. It's the truth. Whether we step on your heels or not, you're receiving something that God is putting on our pastor's hearts. 
Amen. And if you want to stream that with us, I'll put a link in today's show notes. Oh, good. So that you Please. can stream the services. They're going to start tonight, and they're going to go throughout the rest of the week. So if you're, <laughs> I know you're excited. So if, you, so if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, which is the 18th, this is the first night of our second series of revival services at Abundant Life Church. If you're missing this on that day and you're listening it later in the week, you can still go to our YouTube channel and stream with us throughout this week. By Saturday of this week, the revival services are set to be done unless God intervenes and says otherwise. <laughs> but this is the plan as of right now. So if you're if you're listening to our voices on the 18th when this comes out, then you'll want to go ahead and click the link in the show notes to go over to our YouTube channel, and you'll be able to participate in the revival services with us. And we hope and we pray, it's our prayer, that as you see these revival services, that you will catch fire and you'll take this into your churches. And mm, that yes. you point, will Jason. start a revival in your city. It doesn't have to just be here in Kentucky that we're we're experiencing revival. This revival is for the church, it is for the body of Christ. We must come alive right now in the name of Jesus and occupy the land until he comes. He's coming. He's coming quickly. So get ready. It's gonna be powerful. Yeah, it is. So anyway. Whew, with that being said. Whew, Jesus. So anyway, he was ready. He knocked down. The power of God fell on these soldiers. They fell down like dominoes. And once they recovered themselves and they stood back up, he asked them again. He said, who are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am. Now, the second time he said, I am, they didn't fall down. But it was the first time that he said it that the power of God hit them. And I think the reason that this happened that way was it was Jesus, it was God's way of saying, look, you've got 250 to 500 men here, but I've got the power of God. You can't do anything to me. I am willfully going with you. <laughs> this is, we often read what happened in in the last days of Jesus's ministry, we often read it as a tragedy. But when you see how resolute that Jesus was, when you see how he stood there and he said, I am. And then he said, you can take me, but let my disciples go. That wasn't a request. That wasn't him making an entreaty for the lives of his disciples. That was him commanding them, yeah, saying, you let them go. And he wasn't full of himself. He wasn't arrogant. He just stood there knowing who he was in Christ. He was Christ. bold. He stood there with boldness. He was resolute and he knew that his time had come in patience. Cause you see when they both fell back and he waited and was like, wait to the master again. The patience, because he was he, he already knew what he had to do. He knew his mission in life. He knew his goal. Amen. He knew his disciples were ready. He knew what had to be done. He went with love and grace. And he goes, I know what I got to do. It's that time. And when they asked him, he said, I am. And Amen. he said, oh, let's do this. Amen. You know? Amen. It was so powerful. And so then he was arrested and he was taken to a few different places. He had to go see uh, Caiaphas's father-in-law, Annas. And Annas, you know, he's just, yeah, you need to 
Go crucify this guy. <laughs> and of course, the, he had a lot of influence over Caiaphas, so that's why they took him to Annas first, so that he could get Annas's input. Remember, he's he's sinless. There is he has done nothing wrong, but he's willingly going with them. And I think that's something we got to wrap our heads around. Like, if we're innocent, why would we willingly go along with something that's going to lead to our death? I mean, most of us, most of us wouldn't. But Jesus did. He's like, I'm innocent, but I'm going to let you arrest me. See, there's a whole different perspective, right? When you, when, you hear, when you hear those words, I'm going to let you arrest me. I'm going to let you take me before the high priest. I'm going to let you take me to the Romans. God permitted this. Jesus permitted this, this whole mm-hmm. time. And they thought that it was their plan. But it was always God's plan. So he goes. He gets before Pilate. Pontius Pilate, he sees Jesus, and he's like, um, you're, you're an innocent man. Yeah. Pilate wants to let Jesus go. There, he doesn't find any reason to condemn him. And Pilate comes up with this crazy idea. He's like, you know what? It's our custom to let a prisoner go, so let's go ahead and give them the choice. Let them pick who they're going to. Who they're going to take. Yeah. And so he's like, we, you can take this thief and this murderer, Barabbas, or you can take Jesus. Which one do you want me to let go? And the people chose the thief and the murderer. Oh, my gosh. What were they thinking? I don't know what they were thinking. But I think what they were thinking is not too far off from what people today would be thinking. Because we, we read that in the last days, the people are going to call good evil and evil good. And we see that everywhere. So be ready. People are going to persecute you. That's okay. Don't let it bother you that you're being persecuted. Please don't. Don't let it bother you. Don't get offended. You got to have right now, and that's that's the important thing about being in an on-fire church, because not only are you going to have your Christian brother and sisters with you, you're going to have the Holy Spirit and the anointing on you. So whether people reject you or and just remember, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the Word of God. So let it go off one ear and out the other because God says, or yeah, Jesus said, this is going to happen. It's, it's, it's the anointing I put on your life is what I'm looking at. It's when you go preach the gospel, tell everybody about me. You ask people, you need prayer, you need prayer. Well, my wife has been going out left and right, asking people for prayer, prepare, prepare. And she's gotten rejected more times when people say no than as receiving the prayer. And you know what she does? That just fires her up even more. <laughs> Because guess what? You're not rejecting me. That's on you. That's on you, boo boo. <laughs> That's what he That's says. Right. That's and right. and she it just fires her up even more. You know, you know, recently the enemy has, you know, tried to attack you know, me personally more than anything. You know, and recently I lost my, you know, my my uh my father, December fifteenth. I lost my mom, January nineteenth. We've had recently we had our SUV just totally stopped working in the middle of driving home. God got us home. We we face financial crisis. We are now out of debt. Praise God. Amen. Um, I've lost my two front teeth out of, out of nowhere. And guess what? You know what I did? Instead of taking all that make, and, and making, and I'm not boasting me, I'm boasting about him. Because when we start boasting about us, that's when we get prideful. And that's when the, the, the enemy corrupts you to keep from your purpose. I'm boasting about God. Amen. Because it's through God in my life to make me realize, be like, hey, I got you. I am the champion in your corner. Like I said, Jesus died for me. 
He took more than what I will ever face a day in my life. And for me to say, oh my gosh, my parents passed. And oh my gosh, my car is messed up. The first time I do that is when I give, I, I let the enemy win. But I didn't do it alone. One, I did it with the Holy Spirit. Two, I had my Christian brothers and sisters around me. Amen. And was to help build me up being like, hey, this is a test. This is for you to be like, hey, am I going to stand bold and courageous and be like Jesus who lives within you? Or are you going to give away to the world who says, oh my gosh, this thing has happened to me? Because Jesus did something that we, like you said, Jason, that we could never even fathom. Exactly. We relate. Yeah. And, and I just went and got down on my knees and instead of saying, why God? I got down and I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you for, for rescuing my parents. Thank you for saving my parents. Thank you for bringing them home and getting them away from out of this world. Thank you, God, for, for getting me home and not having my car get go die on the side of the road or me wreck someone else. Thank you, God, for me not having these infected teeth that it's in my mouth because I know you're about to refresh my teeth. You are about to give me new teeth because I trust you. Thank you, God, for no matter what the financial situation is, there's something on the other side that is going to be great than the money I had previously. Amen. I'd rather have a dollar and tithe a dollar than, and then, than have a million dollars and tithe nothing because I know I'm going to have it tripled in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know? That's good stuff. And Woo, it's a, come on. It's a good pers- perspective to have. Yeah, exactly. Is it the bad things that happen to us? Yes, it's the enemy that's trying to come yeah. against us, but God's always going to turn it for good. No matter what you're facing in your life, you just thank God because what you think is bad in your life that is going to be a testimony for someone else who may not have the strength that you have, who God has put in front of you to help mentor, to help coach, to help guide. I was actually on a, a business call talking to a customer. And we were talking, I was like, he's like, yeah, I'm actually selling my mom's house. We're talking about bathroom windows. And he goes, I'm actually selling my mom's house. And I'm like, oh, wow, what's hard to hear that, man. He goes, yeah, my mom passed away. Oh my, and instantly the Holy Spirit says, talk to him. So I said, I threw all business aside. So I was like, how you doing, man? Doing good? Because yeah, when she passed away. Oh yeah, she passed away the, the January 18th. My mom passed away the 19th, January. It's like, yeah, man, I lost my mom the 19th too. How you holding up? It's It's been a little rough. And, and, and I, you know, I feel just kind of deserted at the moment. Then I was like, well, guess what? There's a greater God that probably had to rescue your mom. It's something I had to realize. Trust me, I didn't realize it alone. This is it's not me talking because if I was to talk to you, I'd be all fleshly. But I'm telling you from the Holy Spirit. And I said, you're, there's a bigger purpose not only for your life, but now that your parents are in heaven, they're saved. They were saved, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're saved. Guess what? It, it, I'm not saying you're going to have your grieving moments because we all agree. I'm grieving right now as I'm talking to you. But the point is, God is going to use you in more ways than you realize. He is going to use you to help somebody because he paid the ultimate price for us. So we have no right to grieve and complain and mourn. And when we lose something, he sacrificed everything Amen. for us. Amen. So we have no right when the worst possible thing happens to say, why us? But thank you, God, for saving us for something that we probably didn't realize, which we thought was the worst end of the world. And, I, and you know, I'm not saying I realized this at first because I didn't. I did not. But one thing I realized is through this came a revival, came fire. And what's something our evangelist, uh, Stacey Bonet, told me in a text 
when she found out about my parents is use this as fire. Make the enemy pay for everything he's trying to put against you. That should give you the doubles of the strength to go out and spread God's message even more. Amen. So when you have something against you, use that as fire, just like the disciples did. I mean, and it's not going to come today or right off the bat. That's when it comes to putting yourself around people to help build you. So when it's your time, you go out and spread the message with the most fire you ever had a day in your life. And that's what the disciples realized when they when they seen our king get called up to heaven is that's what he's preparing me for. And that's what a leader does. He's is one day that, that, that boss or, or sorry, we don't use the word boss in this podcast. We use a good, uh, leader is when we have a, a leader in your life and it's your time to get caught up. It's what you do and the lesson that you were taught that defines what happens next in your career, your team's career, your business, and what goes next for them under you to help them get to where you need to go. Amen. You know? Amen. That's so good. So, be on the lookout because you're going to be persecuted. You're going to face trials of various Every, of yeah. various kinds. But James tells us to count it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials because the testing of your faith produces patience. And let patience have its complete work, making you complete, lacking nothing. So we're going to be tempted. We're going to be persecuted. All this stuff is going to happen. It happened to Jesus. But he stood firm and he went to the cross. Mm -hmm. He was beaten. He was scourged. Bl chunks of his flesh came off of his body by the cat of nine tails whip that they used. Uh, blood poured out of him. You know, just like that sacrificial lamb, that blood that covered the doorposts, which said to the angel of the Lord, pass over them. Ooh, that's what the blood of Jesus does for you. Do you have the blood of Jesus covering your life? So that yeah. destruction passes over you. So good. Then he had to go make the trek up to Golgotha, carrying his cross, weakened body. Because, dude, he just spilled out most of his blood. You know, the human body has about five liters of blood, and I, there's no telling how much of it he lost. His body would have been weak. He would have been in shock, and yet he still had to carry a cross up a hill. And then when he got up there, the Romans nailed him to the cross. They raised him up high, and with his final breath, Jesus said, it is finished. He knew his mission. His mission was to come to earth to die on a cross as a sacrificial lamb for every mm -hmm. human being. That was his mission, and he accomplished it. And leaders accomplished their missions. Some would say that Jesus failed, because if you look at it as an outsider, he led a movement, and then he was killed. And some would say that he failed. But when you look at it the, from the perspective of Jesus fulfilling his mission of letting all this stuff happen to him because you were on his mind. That's right. I'm talking to you. Mm. Yeah, you. The one who's listening to this right now. You were on his mind. He knew everything that we would do what was next and every bad mistake we would ever make. But he took that sacrifice for you, me, Jason, everyone. 
doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter what your sin is. He died for you so that he could atone for your sin, so that you could be made the righteousness of God, that you could be in a right standing relationship with God. Now, how does this relate to business, Justin? How does this relate to business? It relates to business in that we have a mission to do. Mm -hmm. And to some people, like maybe you got into a business and after many years, you decided to sell it and exit the business. To some, that's going to look like failure. To others, that's going to look like success. It all depends on your perspective and how, how you look at it. But the time that you spent developing your business, the time you spent developing yourself, developing others, you're impacting others as you do your business. Your business is a calling of God. It is a ministry in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity as leaders to minister to those who work underneath you. I love this in Isaiah. It talks about how he's going to change things. Like you as the people of of God, foreigners are going to be your employees. So in other words, people that are outside of the faith are going to work for you. Why is this important? It's important because if people are outside the faith and they come work for you, that's a huge opportunity. That is a soul-winning opportunity. Because that means you have the opportunity to lead your business in a manner that Jesus led his disciples. And through that, they're going to see that you're different than any other person that they've ever worked for. And you're going to make an impact on their lives and on their hearts for Jesus. That's what we're called to do when we're in business. Yeah. Be kind, be compassionate, be loving, be stern and direct, but but and, and thorough even, but not aggressive, not look what I did. I did this before you, so now you should do it. That is yeah. that is not the way to be. Jesus ate with sinners and tax collectors. I'm going to be so bold as to say something that's going to challenge your beliefs. Mm-hmm. All right. There's a lot of talk these days about diversity, equity, and inclusion. There is a donut shop that just opened up in Elizabethtown that employs special needs individuals. That is a great testament to inclusion. You know, that that gives hope for, like, my son who has autism, something that he could do when he gets older. I mean, not that he has to go there, but it's just an opportunity that's afforded to him because of that. But in this world, there's a lot of political stuff going around about— racism that if you're white you're racist doesn't matter that's this is part of critical race theory if if you are white you're racist and there's no way you can defend against that because if somebody calls you a racist how are you supposed to defend yourself that's the same way if somebody called you sexist you couldn't defend yourself it's their word against yours but we're also dealing with gender identity and homosexuality and heterosexuality and all of this stuff that we have to deal with as a Christian should you employ people who fall into these alternative lifestyles the answer is yes yes you should why let's go back to Isaiah 
the foreigner will be your employee. So these are people that are outside the faith. Mm-hmm. They have a form of godliness, but they have no power, right? Because everybody, you can ask anybody, and they're going to say they're a Christian or they're an atheist or they're whatever. Everybody has a faith. Everybody has a religion. They're going to say, yes, I'm, I'm a believer. But they, they have a form of godliness, but they don't have the power. So you bring them into your organization. This is hard because as Christians, we're like, um, God said that we're not supposed to do that. Well, yeah, you're not supposed to do that, Christian. But he didn't say that the world wouldn't do those things. I mean, tax collectors were collecting taxes. Sinners were sinning. But what did Jesus do? He went to their homes. He ate with them. Instead of casting them out, what did he do? He sat with them. He talked to them. So what am I getting at? Should you have them work for you? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Why? Because as a Christian, it is a powerful opportunity for you to show the love of Jesus to somebody who is outside the faith. And you never know. Every word that you speak is a seed. You never know. Every act of kindness is a seed. Everything you do has the power to impact and influence someone else who doesn't believe the way you do for Jesus. So that's going to be a challenge that I challenge you with today is don't prescribe your convictions on other people. Be inclusive. Let them in to your world because as you let them into your world, you have power Mm -hmm. to influence them. Remember, Jesus said, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. So I'm not saying that you bring them into your world so that you can become like them. No, that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying you bring them into your world so you can influence them for Jesus. Yes, speak it, bro. And 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 one thing is, when when you're bringing in your employees and, and God puts someone in the door for you that he wants you to minister to, don't look at them and, and see, oh, he's not the company guy or he's not the company guy. One thing I learned, especially in business sales and all that is I would rather take someone with the most amazing ability and, and toss it to the side. I would take someone with less effort that may not have looked the model per se and teach them because they're going to give you more heart and more ability than someone who knows it all and thinks they've been in business for 30 something years and I can do it because they're going to quit on you before the person with the most heart because they're going to give you 110% but if God is putting someone in your life don't be the first be like ah next ah next you take that person and you develop that person you minister to that person and you show them exactly what God is telling you to show them and wait and you'll watch and see what they're not only going to do for your business, but not how their life will change and what God does for their life. And then that person will go out and make the next disciple who who got who look back on what you did because you took none of the credit based on our last episode is is uh, about not being a leader, and not taking all the credit and putting your employee first and 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 how Jesus definitely took that is he never took credit for anything he gave it to his disciples and everything that they did and you'll watch and you'll see what what god is going to do in their life and through your life because you were obedient amen i can already see the hate mail coming in about what i just said (laughs) because you're thinking man who is this guy that's a false teacher why is he saying this i'm not be, be more noble than the Thessalonians. Be like the Bereans. Go study this out and show yourself approved and find out if what I'm saying is so. Yeah. 
you were a filthy sinner yourself. And guess what? In God's eyes, sin is sin. There is no greater sin than another sin, except in the case of blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. And that's a very difficult one to commit because you have to be filled with the Holy Ghost in order to blaspheme against the Holy Ghost. So here's the thing. I'm saying you have to show the compassion of Jesus to other people around you. If he was willing to die for your sins, for the filth that you did, why aren't you willing to lay your life Mm. down for somebody who you think is worse off than you? Because, to be honest, Jesus says, they're not worse off than you. You're, you're the same. Right. Your sin is exactly the same. And he died for it. That was his mission. He died on the cross for your sins to cleanse you from all unrighteousness and to bring you into a right standing relationship with the Father. So now, that's our call. That's what we're called to do. Because when he died and his mission was accomplished, what did he do next? He rose from the dead on the third day, just like he said. And then he gave a commandment to his disciples. He appointed them as apostles and he said, go into all the world, preaching the gospel to every creature, laying hands on the sick, casting out demons. This is what we're called to do. That is the great commission. So let's go with the boldness of God. Mm Mm-hmm into all the world. That doesn't just mean on a foreign field mission trip. That means into your workplace because that's a different world than your home life. It means into your home because that's a different world than your church. Into your community because that's a different world. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Sometimes the best sermon is the one that uses the least words. So live your life as an example of Jesus. Let your actions speak louder than your words. And it's through these practices that people will see Jesus in you. And they'll start to come to you when they need prayer. They'll start to come to you when they have a problem. And that's when you have an open door to speak into their life. Father God, thank you so much for this beautiful, you know, words that we're able to work through you and, and, and with you. And thank you for everything that you have allowed us to to do and, and just talk to everybody of what you wanted to say. We just pray for everyone listening to us, for them to go out and be flourished, be corrected, to, to go out and to make disciples, encourage their business, to, to recruit an employee, work through them, and that they have the obedience to do what you're asking them to do. We pray for everybody for health, healing, whole, to, to, for their business to thrive, for them to, to be more more than they ever thought that they could be. But to be that, that they thought they could be, is to accept you and work through what you're telling them to do. Father God, thank you for everything that, that you're allowing us to accomplish, everything to do, and where we're going to go, and is the ability to stay a obedient to you and your beautiful name father god thank you i just can't stop saying it because you were just beautiful in every way shape and form in jesus name we just pray for everyone to to take this soak it in and and apply it in your life in jesus name amen amen email us at marketplace ministry podcast at gmail.com and then leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts 
If you want more from Marketplace Ministry, you can subscribe to our flash briefing on the Alexa Skills Store. Search for Marketplace Ministry and you will find the Good News Daily. It is a daily dose of encouragement and biblical wisdom to help you stay rooted in the Word of God throughout your work week. When going to Sunday services is not enough and a midweek service is not enough, get your daily dose of good news from the gospel from Marketplace Ministry on the Alexa Skills Store. It's the Good News Daily. Before you leave today, we wanted to let you know about the Kingdom Minded Entrepreneurs Mastermind Group. Boom, boom. We're looking for 10 people to join that group. And when you do, we will cycle through one person in the hot seat every week. So that means you'll be in the hot seat once every 10 weeks up to five times a year. Why would you want to do that? Because you get more value out of other people's hot seats than you do from you your learn own more. hot seats. That's right, because you will be presented with challenges and problems from other people's businesses that maybe you hadn't thought of in your own business. And so it will open your eyes to new ideas and new solutions that you can use in your business to move forward where you need to be going. If that sounds like something you want to be a part of, text MASTERMIND to 502 502- Eight three three six one three six. Again, text Mastermind to five zero two eight three three six one three six, and we will send you some information to get you into that group. It's going to meet weekly for ninety minutes. So if you're hungry, come prepared to learn and get motivated to take your business further and impact your world for Jesus. Until next week, we call you to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. We hope today's message inspired you and ministered to you. Let us know if it did by joining the conversation. You can do that by connecting with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Clubhouse. All the details will be in the show notes. If we helped you today, please share this episode. Be sure to rate this podcast and leave us a review. When you do, it helps us know what content you find valuable so we can make more of it. Plus, it helps get this show in front of more listeners. So if you could leave us a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Continue to seek God first and serve His people well, and your business will prosper. In Jesus' name.